The Money Show. Other people's money. Now, who would have thought that The Money Show would ever play music from Squatter Camp? Hey, this is uh, Squatter Camp were big in the late 90s, early 2000s. I think the last album, 2009. Two summer awards, many other awards as well. This one's called Umoya. Pump it up, George. Need a bit more. Umoya. Absolutely, you're on a call. You're on a call. And Siabonga Slikametane, one of the founding members and survival members of Squatter Camp. Um, 2009 was your last album, wasn't it? I mean, did, it, did the band sort of break up after that? What happened? No, we never really broke up. I think um, we, we're friends, you know, so... Um, so what happened is that um, I think we just grew up. <laughs> There's, uh, you break up or you grow up, you know what I mean? So we grew up, we had other responsibilities, you know, um, we started having families. So there were various things that kind of made the change. But we got an album dropping like at the end of the year and we got a single dropping on Friday since you asked, you know. Okay, cool. Okay. I mean, because, I mean, you've, you've lost two band members, as far as I can tell. Flubber, of course, famously um, was stabbed to death by his girlfriend at the time in 2015. Yeah. And then Nish Mulefe died of COVID um, during this pandemic. I mean, so you've, you know, you've felt some fairly significant loss over in recent years um, as a band. Have you reconstituted? I'll say that again. Uh, have you have you reconstituted? Have you replaced? Uh, have you replaced Flubber and Nish? You no, sadly never, died in never, 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 never that. We'll never do that. We'll never do that. They are. I mean, this is we. We're not like a, a band that's been put together. These are friends who came together, and unfortunately, we friends who experienced ourselves actually um, passing away also, you know? Um, so it's like, it's just like to the death, you know, they will never be replacements for them. Um, it's a friendship more than a, more than a music group, you know? So they, they'll, they'll never happen. Never happen. Oh, and what have you been doing in your personal capacity in, in recent years? I mean, you've been very, very busy. You've tried all kinds of different things, um, including lots of online businesses and all sorts of stuff. Tell me, take me through it. Well, I mean, I, I, I started an online platform in 2013 uh, called Slick On Life. It's like, seems like it's, it was yesterday. And, you know, that evolved to becoming like, a, it, it was always like built to become a culture agency because I just always had this idea of if I have my own platform, I can be able to kind of like, um, create my idea. So, you know, it into an influencer agency and it became a an agency that works with brands to do like integrated content you know for television and online you know we kind of oh no slicker uh, we, uh, see how we we are losing you and i'm afraid we're gonna have to ask my producers to try and get you on a better line because that is just not working, I'm afraid. Producers, please, can we make a plan as quickly as possible because Siabonga Slikametani with us this evening, taking us through his career path, taking us through Squatter Camp. They've got a single dropping on Friday, another album coming up by the end of the year. So the band, which published its last album in 2009, most certainly hasn't gone away. And despite the fact that they've lost two band members, in the last seven or eight years, um, it's not broken up the band. The band is still very much together. Um, 
and the band is still very much uh, active, as good friends are, and, and continuing with the art, even though they've grown up. Even though they've grown up. <laughs> it is a, it's a lovely way of putting it. I mean, life moves on, I suppose, and people get their different interests and, and go and get their different interests. We're going to talk to uh, Sia Slicker Metane this evening um, all about his life of money uh, and the role that money plays. And if we can't get him on a decent line, we'll have to make another plan um, and try and get hold of him another day because it would be a great pity to waste this interaction with him. Uh, we're going to do it over the phone, my producers tell me, because sometimes the digital channels just don't work as well as the old-fashioned channels. Um, and while my producers get hold of Slicker, We'll have a little pause and come back and talk money. The Money Show. Other people's money. Sia Slikametani, we've managed to traverse the digital divide and got you on a nice old-fashioned phone, Sia, this evening. Um, you were telling us before you were so di- uh, digitally interrupted um, about the businesses that you've been setting up in recent years following sort of in, in the pause between 2009 and, uh, and your latest release of an album coming up at the end of, uh, end of this year. Yeah, I mean, what happened when I got out of music, I actually got into, we were always doing marketing, like as a, as a, as a group, you know, um, we'd always kind of work with brands. But what I did, I got deep inside the marketing world and I was a partner at one of these experiential, one of the experiential agencies that TBWA was establishing. I think it was like uh, 2012 or 11. Um, and I was a director there. And then, you know, the music just called me back. And I started Slick on Life um, in 2013. And um, with that being said, I, um, it, the, the whole point was literally like um, to kind of create integrated content with brands, kind of create integrated content with brands, and, um, and also kind of bring them closer to culture through content. So the whole concept of like online content was really, I'd say I really pioneered that. Um, as a platform in 2013, just like people creating their own content. And um, I mean, and look what's happening now. You know, the world is like bubbling. You got the MacGs of the world. You got all these guys who are doing great work. So, you know, we kind of pioneered that. But the business model was literally like always partnering with brands to help them with insights. And, um, and yeah, we're here now. So that's, that's the business I've built. I kind of sold it like uh, I sold part of it after two years. And I bought it back like during covid and um and like you know we've grown like double where we were like over the space of a year um after covid so pretty much you know that's that's what i've been up to you know yeah and you've also you've also in the taxi business you're still involved in the taxi business you were and something i saw earlier you've been involved for at least about 15 years is it a good business to be involved in i mean you know with with covid and 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 um and it's just been an, a business that's uh that's 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 informal to a certain extent, but I think it's the most important business for any for Africans just generally, you know, South Africans generally. Um, there's been some challenges because we obviously go, we have we, we do the long distance routes, but um, but I think it's it's a good business when it is busy. Um, but yeah, but it's a good business when it is business busy. But it also has its own regulations within the associations with kind of limit your growth to a certain extent, you know, unless you somebody that's powerful and you can have millions of cars in, in the association. So the yeah. growth is kind of limited. But um, but that was my father's business. So I can never, ever claim ownership to that business because I actually kind of took over from it and I kind of made it better. So I always had to challenge myself and build my own business 
without like I'm um, building from my father. And I think that's what click on like what is for me right now. It's a business that's built off my passion. Um, similar to my father, he was he was passionate about the taxi world, and um, and I was I'm passionate about music. So I can really take ownership to this business. You know, mm. is money important to you? I mean, is having lots of money important? Do you chase money? Um, now, what's important to me is is, is is creating opportunity and and being rewarded for creating opportunity. Um, what's important for me is, um, is 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 just like creating. I guess like 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 chasing who chasing your purpose, you know, and um, and commercializing it and being able to to make a living. Um, if the incredible thing is that a business like mine, you're gonna sit with people who only who only understand business in like through factories or selling suits or selling coal or selling that and they they don't get the business but my books shows that I mean my books show that like look it's a profitable business that's been growing. So so you know for me it's not it's not it's not about the money. It's being able to commercialize your purpose or even if you even if you're not a business person, being able to understand who you are in the world and adding value um to everything that's happening in the economy. I think that's the biggest that's my biggest win, you know, um, or mm. at least objective. Was Squatter Camp your first sort of work experience? Was that the first time that you came into money? Yeah, of course. Um, Squatter Camp, and, and not ready, you know. Um, my mind has always thought business, I guess. But um, but Squatter Camp really was like my kind of, I'd say, <laughs> in fact, maybe less taxis, but Squatter Camp was really the first business that I got into. But, you know, I never built a business that I, that I, that literally was working on like financials and books. You know, we just made a lot of money. It wasn't a business I could sell or, or, or get like partners in. It, it, it just made a lot of money. So there's a difference between being able to make a lot of money and being able to build a business that can be sold or that's appealing or that can grow and attract like um, and, and pay salaries consistently every month, you know. So there's a difference between making money and actually having a business, you know. But you must have learned from your dad. I mean, your dad seems to have had his head screwed on in terms of the taxi industry, and it's a tough business to be in at the best of times. Did you sort of sit at the kitchen table and listen to his stories as, and learn by uh, by his experience? No, there's no such thing as a kitchen story. My dad is 80 years old. They weren't raised to talk to us like that, you know. Um, he's from the rural areas. Um, he finished school. He literally had to leave school in Standard 1, it's just innate, you know, he just had an innate thing. And how I got into the transport business is that um, I made my first 100000 from Squatter Camp. And this is the difference when you make a lot of money versus a business. I could, I could have bought like a big car, you know, and I told my father about it. And he suggested to, he was like, why don't you go buy a taxi? And then that was my first kind of like um, negotiation. And I said, okay, if I buy a taxi, then you have to look over, you have to look after it. I'll handle the money. And, you know, you'll come back to me and tell me how much the money is made. So we kind of negotiated, you know. And, um, you know, he was, he, he, he literally, like, agreed to almost, like, like oversee or kind of work for me in, in that sense with the cars, but under his name. And, um, and that was really, like, um, the beginning of, the, of, of me understanding um, how to start something and build something and my first negotiation in any type of business, you know. Have you done, did you have, do you have, have any formal business training at all? Or have you just done this, uh, like your dad, on, on instinct? No, I've never, I've never had any formal business training. Um, and, and, you know, like I say, I mean, if I'm telling you that 
I sold my company like 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 four years ago, you know, um, to uh, to to a bunch of people who could and 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 I say it, you know, um, with a sense of um, um, it's important to say it. It's like it's like if Jewish people go buy your business and your own people can't see the value in it, you know, but business people can see the value. It's like you've built something, right? And if I could go back and buy the business, and then I'm in another transaction where there's an interest in buying the current business that I've had. I'm working all these things for the first time, and um, and even the people I've asked to mentor me haven't come from a business perspective, haven't always been forthcoming. So, so you know, I learn myself. You know, I read a lot, and um, and I and I just always believe that you know, I mean, my father literally finished school in standard one, or at least had to leave school from standard one. Um, and and um and he he got he, he literally like um started taxis. He, he used to work at a place called Italtile. He left that and he just, one day he just said he's gonna start a taxi business. And he's a guy who's eighty years, like I say, from Bushpark Ridge in Pumalanga. Doesn't have the education. I mean, I always go, you know what? He did it, you know. Um, so I'm gonna do it too, and um and I'm gonna keep doing it. And 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 I read a lot, and I'm fortunate that there are people though that come and give me advice you know um and it's it's always never people that look like me so so i, I i'm just fortunate though that um that happens you know no, but you got to be open to to other people's experience and be willing to accept it i suppose and to uh, and and to be able to listen and go oh, i can learn from that thank you very much i'll take that that and that i'll ignore that but you you're open to it um your best money decision ever let's let's finish on that particular uh, note sticker what was your best money decision ever um, to be honest with you, um, <laughs> um, I think this, I'm, I think I'm in the process of my best money decision, and, and I was thinking about it. It happens all the time. When I had my first hundred thousand, remember, I've never had money before in my life. That was a yeah. bunch of money for me in 2002, um, and I was walking for me to take that hundred thousand and just and and take and listen and listen and agree with my father because he never forced me to buy the taxi. That was a huge move for me, you know. Um, we've, we've had a fairly good year also this year, and um, I still Uber, so I still, like, use an Uber to get around, you know. And um, and I had an opportunity to really buy, like, a, a super fancy car, but uh, I want to invest back in the technology of the Slick On Life platform. So I think for me it's just the consistent investing and betting on myself, you know, um, I think those. I, I think those are the best decisions uh, um, I've made, and and I'm in the process of making it again right now. So, um, so yeah, you know, um, you know, we here, you know, um, <laughs> nothing, nothing like no one has kind of walked the path that we've walked. You know, I mean, when we talk about like black excellence or black entrepreneurship, it's always most times, most times, not all times, associated with um, with. With, with political stuff or with like um, with minerals, but ideas, you know, of creativity. It's we walking that path for the first time for some of us, and to own it. Um, there's a few people you can refer to, you know, um, and technology also at the same time, and investing in that. So, so yeah, you know, I mean, we here, we're not going to stop. You know what I mean? I'm still, I'm still a musician. I'm still doing crazy stuff, and. Uh, but I'm always trying to always remember that you got to commercialize. If you want to do it forever, you always have to find a way to make money because I don't know what else I'm going to do. And that's my biggest driver. Find the money. You know what I mean?
There we go. I do know what you mean. Sia, thank you very much indeed. Sia Slicka Metani this evening. What a fabulous insight into one of the founder members of Squatter Camp who's moved on to lots of other things, but a new album coming through at the end of this year.